servant And I am listening Speak to me, Lord, speak to me Speak to me Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God presented to you by the Macarius Church Headquarters. This great teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for anyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teachings as taught at the Macarius Church Headquarters. I am listening, I am waiting, speak to me.
If you're a child of God by now, you should be standing, clapping, celebrating, thanking God for saving you and covering you with His mighty arms. You are no longer a slave to fear. And yesterday we realized that it's because we don't pray. That's why fear surrounds us. But when you pray, you convince yourself and assure yourself that you are covered in the arms, the mighty arms of God. And nobody can pluck you out of his hand. Clap for Jesus. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, we've come, the hour has come. To experience an anointing that has been around for many, 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 many years. I heard of Stanley and Steve somewhere in 1986 or 87, you know, and their music. I heard of them first as musicians singing and they used to make albums 
And one day when I met them, I said, oh, your songs have been ministering to me. Pa. And then they said, oh, you know, some people sing the song, make the songs, and then some people also put spirit behind it, and then they sing it. So they had put spirit behind the songs, and they were ministering them. Because some of the songs you would hear, you've heard them, uh, but when they, they make it in their album, you become mesmerized. And from that time, then I heard of them um, from some Catholic charismatic renewal in Legon, when I was a student in Legon. And people would come from town, the whole campus would be taken over by crowds. When I say crowds, it's not so nice, so crowds. And you could feel the grace and the anointing. We used to just go and walk around and see, what is going on here? The music, the atmosphere. Hey! And sometimes when you go there, you see only three keyboards. And the three keyboards are playing drums, percussion, everything, and the atmosphere. By the time you now, you see that you are around, you know, it's like as if you are not welcome or you are not invited, but even around the tributaries of the meeting, you see that you are being affected. And from that time, God has used him in this nation. Then we heard of the Christ to the rural world, going to across, crossing the lake, going to villages and towns. It's like you don't see them even ministering. It's now that we are realizing that it was Christ to the rural world. In those days when there wasn't much mumu and people giving money to do things, they were in evangelistic meetings. I was not, it was no surprise when the church was called charismatic evangelistic ministry. God bless your heart for staying true and pure to this glorious mission that God has given to us. And it's also no surprise that you are linked so closely to my, our, our prophet, our father and founder, because the heart is the same. For world evangelism, for reaching souls, for building, encouraging pastors in towns and villages with the word of God, with books, with so many, many things. And God has blessed him to be at the cutting edge of ministry for many, many. In fact, when I see him, I see somebody who has been in Christ, serving him, preaching, singing, laying hands, casting out devils, laying hands, slaying the slaying devils and slaying the people of God. All of it are combined. Then it never stopped for all these, I don't know how many years, almost 40 years now ministry you just started in Christ you are just a few years old you are already discouraged but when we see such anointings we know that it is possible we know that what God has begun in your life he will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ thank you so much for staying true and pure to this glorious mission and word. And I know today as he comes, yesterday we're so blessed. I was getting text messages thanking me as though I was the one who preached. 
thanking me, blessing me. I was receiving all testimonies and other beautiful things that God did for us yesterday. And I know today He is here, refreshed. He is here for us. He said, I'm here for you. Cancelled all programs. I will not be surprised if He doesn't go anywhere. He just comes here direct from home. I want to be with you here. And that's the kind of love I felt from him. I, I, I don't know why he, 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 he looks to me, he calls me colleague. He's not my, I won't call him my colleague. He's like my father's friend. It's my uncle. I don't know whether it's uncle or my father's friend. Your father's friend is what? He's also your uncle. Okay, beautiful. So he's my uncle in the Lord. Don't mind at all when you hear them call him Reverend Steve Manson. Reverend is just, you see, it's just, it's just, it's like he's a reverend, you are also a reverend. And, and you, when they call you, you respond. Hmm? Reverend Selassie. Reverend Daniel Sekbe. It's like you are reverend and he's also reverend. When people call you reverend, you stand up and say, if they call you pastor or they call your first and say, hey, say it again, it's reverend. An accomplished man of God. Sought after. You know, coming here, he's sought after. He's one of the most sought after preachers and ministers in conventions, conferences, church conferences, ministry, ministerial conferences, all over the world. And for him to be walking through our gates, it means we are truly blessed. And we thank you. We can't stop thanking you, Reverend Steve Mensah, for loving us and loving me. You know, invited me to his church to preach to his pastors. I mean, to his pastors, not congregation. Pastors. That means that people who sit atop his congregation members all over the countries. And then I'll be the boy coming to preach. And, and he has, he said, your invitation is, look, until Jesus comes. And, and, and I feel so, I tremble even when I hear it. I tremble. And I just want to say thank you so much for the love. Thank you for the friendship to this ministry, to our father, our prophet, our founder. And today, all of us here and those that are joining on Facebook, YouTube are saying thank you for coming and please feel free. Preach, cast out devils, heal the sick, whatever you do, we are ready for it. Sir. God bless you. Please join me. Put your hands together across the networks, across everywhere, shouting with Jesus joy. Welcome, Reverend Steve Mensah. Oh, beautiful. Are you clapping or not? Oh, beautiful. Thank you. Wow. Hallelujah. Look for five people. Tell them something good is coming your way tonight. Lift your right hand to the Father.
begin to talk to God in a few minutes and tell the Lord that I want I don't want to hear the voice of a man I want to hear the voice of God begin to ask God to speak to you Roseketa karabaka so kalaba Thank you, Jesus. Oh, be lifted above the we lay across and worship you. Oh, be lifted, say, oh, be lifted above all other gods. Above other gods. We lay. We
Father, we thank you for tonight. We ask of your hand of blessing upon our service. We know one more time we will give you the glory as the body of Christ is edified in Jesus' name. Amen. So I will please be seated. Thank you very much. I want to thank God and bless God for this great invite. I don't take it lightly. I deem it a great, 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 great honor to be invited uh, to preach in this beautiful, beautiful auditorium. Say amen. Beautiful auditorium. And I want to thank God also for the presiding bishop and founder of the UT churches. My best friend. My best friend. In life. Say amen. And I thank God for him, his wife, and his beautiful family. We know that whatever the Lord doeth, it shall stand. Say amen. amen. And I thank God for my colleague friend, Bishop Eddie, a loving brother. Loving brother. Love him. He's a music person. And his church is full of music. He sing about six or seven songs. And and guess what? All the songs are very powerful. All the songs. Somebody may be here. It will not be the preaching, but just even the last song that the brother sang. Say amen. It, it could be his or her preaching for the evening. So the songs too are preaching uh, in themselves. Say amen. Tonight I want to you to open to a scripture a familiar scripture in the book of John chapter number 11 John 11 the Bible said now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany the town of Mary and her sister Martha it was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sisters sent unto him, saying, Behold, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When he heard therefore that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Then after that, said he to the disciples, Let us go into Judea again. His disciples said unto him, Master, the Jews sought, of late sought to stone thee, and goest thou thither again. And Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there's no light in him. These things 
said he after that he said unto them our friend Lazarus sleepeth but I go that I may wake him out of sleep hallelujah so this story is very simple Lazarus became sick Jesus about two more days and he took a couple of days to get to uh, Bethany by the time he got there Lazarus was no more sick Lazarus was no more in coma he was not lying with ventilators and things but he was dead and they had bound him and buried him say amen are you following so when Martha heard that Jesus had come Martha rushed out and said unto Jesus if you have been here four days ago I know that my brother would have lived say amen and Jesus gave Martha a prophetic word and the word and the word was your brother will rise again say amen I've come to tell somebody that whatever is attacking you is not unto death the name of the Lord will be glorified in your crisis say amen it is never God is never too late to a situation say amen and I like what Jesus said your brother will rise again today I want to prophetically declare to somebody that situation that has gone down it shall rise again your marriage that is going down it shall rise again a business you have closed down shall be reopened one more time it was as if it was a setback but your comeback shall be greater than your setback do i have a witness in the house it is as if you are down but when you are down that is where the bible says, when my mother and my father will forsake me then the lord will lift me up in these last days when men are cast down there is a lifting for you i said there is a lifting for somebody in our serious economic situation in this country the lord will sustain you I said your life will rise again never say to anybody that in the good old days don't grieve the spirits and think that the days past are better than the days ahead say amen this is the year of the latter rain it will be a combination of the glorious past and your present 
combined with your future so your days ahead are going to be better than the days that were past am i talking to somebody here it is never over until you win so it doesn't matter what your in-laws are telling you it doesn't matter what your wife is nagging about it doesn't matter where you have been sucked from you shall rise again look for three people tell them you will rise again Say amen. Tell somebody, look at me, look at me, look at me. Be my friend now. Because six months from now, you will be happy you knew me. Because where God is taking me, the level I am going to, you will need to make an appointment with my secretary to come and see me because I will rise again I don't know who I am talking to I want to be like hearts of folk that until the bones are rotten never say die so I am not finished yet it is a temporary challenges I am going through. But I'm not down. I shall rise again. My marriage will rise again. My ministry will rise again. Hey! I don't know who I am talking to. God is not finished with me yet. Don't laugh at me now. Wait until God has resurrected me. Say, hey, 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 Say, hey. Tell somebody, take my phone number, take my phone number down. Because where I will be, the resurrection power that will come upon my life, you wish you had my phone number to call me. Your brother will rise again. God is bringing somebody a prophetic word. That the the situation that you have buried will resurrect again. Martha couldn't wrap her mind around the utterances of Jesus. So she calculated theologically whether well, Jesus is talking about something very important. Talking about the day of the resurrection. She said, I know that my brother will rise again on the day of resurrection. Jesus said, Martha, open your eyes. The resurrection you are talking about is the one standing right here. I am the resurrection. I am the life. He that believed on me, though he were dead yet shall he live say hallelujah 
if the man of the resurrection is still the same yesterday today and forever then jesus is right here and that thing will not die the gift will not die your image will not die people may be rejoicing at your challenges but beloved it's just a matter of time you are coming back you are coming back you are coming back have you sold your car have you sold things to pay are you in debt you are neck deep in debt god will turn your situation around i have come to prophesy to somebody you will rise from indebtedness to your surplus Say amen. So Jesus told Martha, Martha, take me to where you have laid your brother. Say amen. And so they went and thousands, maybe hundreds or whatever, followed him. And Jesus wept. He didn't weep because of Lazarus. He wept because of the hopelessness of mankind in the face of adversity. That we become helpless. You don't know what to do or where to turn to when we are faced with economic, social, emotional challenges. And when they got there, told Martha, Martha, tell the young man to roll away the stone. Martha said, Jesus, can I see you for a minute? It looks as if you didn't really hear what I said. So let me explain this to you clearly. My brother is not lying in coma or whatever. My brother died four days ago. Say, can you count? One, two, three, four. By now, he stinked. And Pray a short prayer. And if you have brought a song, funeral donation, just donate to us. But as for my brother, dear, the case is closed. Lonesha. <laughs> Say amen. Look, many years ago, I wanted to do, my brother and I wanted to do groundnut soup. And we did a groundnut soup in the night. I don't know whether myself or my twin brother, somebody went to put his hand in the groundnut soup and stole some meat in it. Then the following day, the, please sit down, the, 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 the soup was spoiled. We tried to revive the soup. We put charcoal in the soup. We put cow in the soup. We put pepper in the soup. We added ginger. It was still spoiled. So, a common granule soup, we couldn't revive it. Is it a rotting flesh that you are about to revive? By now, it stinketh. It cannot be brought back to life. But Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you can believe, you will see the glory of God? 
roll away the stone and see the glory of God. There is a stone hindering your faith in God. This year, roll away every stone and see God at work. God will shock you this year. God will shock you this year. 2022, you will not end in poverty. You will not end in shame. After this convention, I see doors opening for you. I see the heavens opening for you. God didn't bring you here to come and joke. You didn't come to a Kakeku concert party. You came to encounter the Lord. Nobody ever meets Jesus and goes back the same. Say amen. Are you following me? They rolled a stone. And Jesus spoke that prophetic word. Unadulterated word. The word that has life and spirit. Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, come forth. And the word left the mouth of Jesus. Went into the tomb of Lord. There were so many dead bodies there. But the word was sent specifically to Lazarus. Other than that, there would have been pandemonium of dead bodies rising from the grave. And when the word had an encounter with the dead body, rotting flesh of Lazarus, the word couldn't go back to Jesus to tell him that you made a mistake. Say amen. The world revived that rotting flesh, pumped new blood, the heart, the arteries, the brain matter, everything. And Lazarus rose from the grave. I don't know whether he was hopping or he was shuffling. Whichever way, he came out hopping, shuffling. And the man who was dead came close over. That they've celebrated his funeral came back from the dead. Listen, if God can bring back a man that has been dead for four days to life, is it your case that will be left in the grave to rot? I have come here to tell you that it is not over yet. There is going to be a resurrection of your situation. There will be a resurrection. Am I talking to somebody here? And he came out. Lazarus, come forth. And he came jumping. And all eyes were fixed on him. And when he came out, the Bible said, and a napkin had covered his face. And he was bound with grave clothes. Say amen. And Jesus pointed his finger and said, loose him and let him go. <laughs> loose him. 
That statement was very profound. Lose him. He didn't say, Lazarus, lose yourself. But he told the disciples, lose him and let him go. There were people who were dead in sin. But the, the resurrection of Christ has resurrected them. But they are bound with gray clothes. And a napkin had covered your face. That is why tonight is loose him and let him go. Say hallelujah. There are seven areas you are going to be loose tonight. Seven areas of your life that you must be loosed. A napkin has covered your face. It means that you have lost vision. A visionless person is as, as well as dead. Helen Keller said, the most miserable person in this world is the man who has eyes but cannot see. Helen Keller, you know, she was blind, she was whatever. She wrote me. Most of the songs that we sing today were written by Helen Keller, a blind woman. May the Lord open your eyes. One of the things that the enemy does to us is to blind us. When son, when in, in uh, uh, Judges 16, reading from maybe verse uh, number uh, 20, you see that when Samson told Delilah all his heart, he rose up like a four time to go and shake himself. And the Bible said, uh, and he said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. And he wished not that the Lord was departed from him. Say amen. But the Philistines took him and put out his eyes. That means that he's lost his vision. When you can't see, you can't live it. The most powerful thing that can happen to a person is a man of vision. And there are people who have eyes, but they have lost vision. Today, you will be delivered from a visionless life. You are alive, but you have lost sight. You You are alive, but you don't see anything. Your whole life is some way. Look, if they say they are going to uh, Libya to go and brew pito, you will jump to go and brew pito. If they are going to dig a peteshi in Afghanistan, you will jump to Afghanistan. It's because you have no vision. And without vision, you are perishing. A visionless life. And the reason you don't have vision is because spiritually, they have put off your eyes. A napkin has covered your face. That is why you don't have vision for anything. You don't have vision for yourself. You don't have vision for your family. You don't have vision for your marriage. You are the king, the prophet, and the priest of your house. And yet you don't have vision. You don't know where the family is going. A man 
must be the prophet pointing his finger to the family. Family, this is where we are going. Is the king. That means you rule your whole household. It's also is also the 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 the, 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 pro, the priest. You bring your family to the altar. But because you are visionless, your family is in disarray. I've gone through that before. My father was in the house, but he was not a father. See, man, he was always drunk. He was always into something. A lot of women. It was when I came into Christ then my eyes were open. Say man. If I didn't give my life to Christ, I don't know where my life would have been today. I'm telling you. That is why, look, since I got born again, and I'm not saying this in pride, since I got born again, I have never been followed up before. Nobody come to encourage me. No. Nobody comes to follow me. Uh, they, are, they are coming to tell me that oh, I should continue. No, 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 no. When I found Christ, I, 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 I'm in church from Monday to Monday, Monday to Monday. I'm in the gospel trade. I'm in the choir. I'm in the drama. I'm in the outreach, serving God. Some people are backsliding. I don't have. I didn't have anything to backslide to. Yeah, there's nothing to backslide to. Say amen. So today, you are going to be losing from a visionless life. Say amen. The second thing you are going to be losing from is to be loose from premature death. Dying before your time. Say amen. You can die by accident. Die by poison. Die by uh, uh, drowning. There are so many ways, and every day the enemy is planning death for you. We are going to pray, and you see, there are families that they they die easily. See, man. From tonight, we break the power and the demonic entity of dying before your time. Am I talking to somebody here? Am I talking to somebody here? Hallelujah. You'll be losing from almost, I almost broke through to breaking through. (laughs) Almost. You are always at the precipice of breaking through. I almost had the contract. I almost. Every time of your life, you almost. It's a demonic thing to always have almost. I almost got that job. I almost got married. Every day, your life is full of I almost. Almost is never the same as breaking through. In John chapter 5, the Bible said in verse 5 to 8. 5 to 8. Look at it. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lie 
and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he said unto him, Will thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him and said, I have no man when when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another step down before me. Say amen. That means that for 38 years, almost, almost, your days of almost, they are over. Jesus said to him, rise up and pick up your bed and walk. And from that day, he walked into his breakthrough. I say the same thing to somebody here tonight. Rise up and break that spell. That spirit of almost. It's a spirit. You will work very hard. Just when you are about to be promoted, somebody will get promoted and you are left behind. You will save. Just as you are about to buy your own car, something will happen. A useless funeral will come and take your money away. Anytime you want to do something, something, a goat will go and eat your grandmother's, a goat from your grandmother will go and eat somebody's cassava farm. And you have to use your savings. You almost, whatever. You have bought a land. You have bought a land for 15 years. Anytime you want to dig a foundation, something will happen. And so your land is in the bush. People have built all around you except you. Almost. Anytime you want to get married, buy your, your, your wedding gown has been hanging for the fourth time. For the fourth time, almost got married. And then the guy will come and say, this, uh, uh, I'm thinking about one or two things. So, almost. That spirit of almost. You are being loose. Say, I received that loosening. From today, when you plan, you will execute. When you are proposed to, you will come to the altar. When you save the money, nothing by any means will come and take that money away. You will use your money for what it was intended for. Am I talking to somebody here? The spirit of almost is a demonic entity. The enemy will wait for you to work very hard. Just as you are about to invest into that business, something you, a child of yours will fall sick and you will use all your savings to look after that child. It's not going to happen again. You need to be delivered from that spirit. Say amen. Hallelujah. Number four. You will be loose from generational failure and poverty. Generational failure. Everybody is a failure in your bloodline. Your grandmother failed, your grandfather failed, your brothers failed, your uncles. Nobody. The spirit of poverty is baptized in the house. I used to have that thing in my family. Everybody was a drunkard and a failure. 
I told myself, this nonsense. And I tell you, by the grace of God, I have broken that spirit. Say amen. I have to disassociate myself. So me, I don't attend all these festivals, whatever they are calling. I don't attend those things at all. I have totally disassociated because they are a spirit and a bunch of failures and poverty. There will be a festival in my village. They will bring heavy, heavy pot of white palm wine. And they will drink from morning till evening. Young people all drunk. And afterwards, there will be a sex party. That's why if you go to my village, 13 year old, they are pregnant already. It's a visionless life. Failures, poverty. My children don't know where my hometown is. If you talk to my children, I've totally because that line, that bloodline is associated with poverty and failure. Then you are, you put a big cloth around your neck, uh, your waist. I know you are dancing, you are drinking palm wine. You are a Christian. Go to your village and you you participate in the abominable things they are doing in the village. And it has kept you to their level. They have brought you to their level, and you are looking like them. Say amen. amen. Brother, you have a new family. You have a new family. Now you must fellowship with people who are going somewhere. Obi Amani Sani Obi. When you move with people who are moving, you get you get somewhere. But when you move with people who are drinking akpete, she meets with uh, palm wine. Palm wine and Guinness and drumming and jumping, practicing necromancy. The least funeral you are in your hometown. Small funeral you are in your hometown. Small food that you want. You are talking to dead body. You are. They are. They are throwing water upon the dead body. They are talking. They are practicing necromancy. You are also in the room practicing necromancy, talking to the dead. And they will tear pieces of cloth and tie them around their wrist, and then they will be. They will be talking to the dead body. You too. You are among them. A Christian baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues in the midst of dead bodies. You are a joker. If you want to break through, come out from amongst them and be you all separated. You are light, you cannot fellowship with darkness. You are Christ, you cannot fellowship with idols. The, Jesus clearly in Second Corinthians six something, please find the scripture. He said, He said, There is no there is no way you must mingle. Some of you are in Accra here. You give birth to children. And then you bring these old people who have failed in life to your house to come and name your child. And you are naming your child to somebody who has failed portal in life. And the person 
is coming out with akpeteshi in the mouth and is the one putting wine and, and, and drink akpeteshi in the mouth of your son a bunch of nonsense come up from amongst them when I had my first daughter my father said now that you have a daughter we are coming to you I said no nobody's coming to name anybody here I am naming I am naming my daughter after myself because I know myself I am Steve I am Steve my daughter is Stephanie They call me names, they call me whatever, and they tell me still. Now, by the grace of God, it is my river that is flowing to all these people, helping them, helping them. There are some of them, they cannot survive one day if I don't send them money. But if I were to be in their level, they would have dragged me into their poverty life, into their failures. So come out. Stop going around with your cousin, roaming around the village, some Nungokpo village, and you are there carrying branches, and you are there doing things, and then after, and then after a week or two, then you come back and kneel at the altar worshiping. You are fooling yourself. And some people are steep in their traditions. You see elders of churches steep in tradition. When their daughter is 12 years old, they have to perform something for him. They have to put wrap something around the way. She has to swallow three eggs whole. They have to put her on the seat and the stool and get up one, get up two, get up three, turn around. And then they show her, uh, they show herself, her breast to the whole world. It's like, I'm ready now. Come and squeeze the breast. So spirits, spirits come to sleep with these young girls. I'm taking my daughter nowhere to go and sit on no stool to, to swallow no eggs. Taking them nowhere. Going to your hometown to practice traditional things is demonic and I don't care and I don't owe anybody any apologies. Eating Going to your village and eating food offered to idols is demonic. Festivals and you are there. As soon as you get there, you forget your Christianity. As soon as you get there, you forget who you are. You are an elder. You are a shepherd. You forget all that you are following the boys, you are following the people, and there are girls. They are carrying water mixed with. Look in my village when somebody dies and the person is lying here. They break four leaves into water. And the four leaves, no, they will stay, stay there, and then they will sprinkle it on the people who came for the funeral. And they have an auntie, this auntie, this auntie, she will be possessed by the dead. And then she will begin revealing secrets of the dead. If the person smokes and drinks, has a certain behavior and has a certain voice, she will mimic that whole thing. If they don't do it to determine the cause of death, as they are going to the cemetery, they will come back backwards like this to the funeral home until the cause of death is determined. Me and my people, they don't need post mortem. They themselves can tell the cause of death. 
my village. They don't do postmortem. They would determine the cause of death. So me, I don't go there. I don't associate with them. I don't attend funerals. I told my mom, my mom, my mom, I said, mom, you people have been going to this village from Kojohoho. What has he brought to you people? My father drank himself to death. So I don't go there. When both of them died, the, the, the village said, we are waiting for everyone to bring our body here. I didn't take them anywhere. Because they would defecate the body. They would cut his hair. They would cut the nails. They would do rituals. They would put things in the coffin. And my parents became born again at a point. And I didn't want them to now. I didn't want them to now. They said, where do I want to use? They took the body. So I didn't take them there. They said, well, if you don't bring the body here, then the funeral is on you. They said, the funeral is on to me. I'll do all the funeral. They came, they brought this is the I don't need your money. I don't need your money at all. They didn't do I did everything by the grace. I did everything, put a beautiful casket on it. My parents buried them at a proper place. And now that I told them, now that my parents are dead, you are finished. Now that my parents are dead, I will not step my foot there. Because all is a generational poverty and failure in my village. All young people are all drunkards. Even those who lifted their heads small in Gambia, oh, they brought them down. Those who try to go to school small. I, had, I used to have an uncle who went to Germany many years. Oh, my uncle died in poverty in Germany. They, they followed him there and killed him there. It's a generational case of failure and poverty. And today, Disconnect yourself from such spirits. Come out from among them and be ye separate. And then I, the Lord, I will receive you. He said, Wherefore, and be ye separate. And say the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. So there are certain things we go and do in the village. They are unclean, they are unchristian. Family houses, there is a tree there. Everybody, when you go, you take three eggs and throw the three eggs at the, at, 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 at the tree. And then you go around the tree three times. And you, after being born again, you still throw the eggs at the tree and still go around three times with your family. Nonsense. What's wrong with you? And we have to, uh, just to preserve, uh, this is our, our tradition. Which tradition? Is absolutely nonsense. And, 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 and I don't care how you feel about it. I'm telling you the truth. It will not bring you anything. And you, the child, you, the daughter, refuse to follow your 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 uh, premature parents to some of these demonic festivals. 
and don't allow them to rub anything around you put put beans around you they say it's a puberty whatever whatever then they are taking you into town into the public and then you are dancing for the whole world and white people are coming filming you to go and use it as documentary in your country nonsense I have taken none of my children to none of those things. And by the grace of God, you should see my children. One is a pilot. One is reading law. One is doing medicine. One is doing computer science. If you look into my cousins, they are children. Oh my God. You see, you see that the difference is clear. So my brother, come out from that generational primitive, poverty-stricken failure tradition that has held you in bondage all these years. Every year, you have to go to a village for a certain festival. Every year, you have to go to a village. It doesn't matter what is happening in church. You follow your parents to, you go and meet your cousins, your cousins, and they are waiting for you. And when, and you yourself, you know the truth. It's foolishness. When my, when my father, my father was the first uh, police officer to go to uh, Scotland Yard in 1971 or something. And he was one of the first people to be sent to study fingerprints. My father was the top fingerprinter in the country. Flew to Scotland Yard, everything. They brought brass band and uh, uh, Adbaja group to 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 to, to, to see him off. When he when he was coming back, the Archbishop then came to wait, meet him meet him at the at the airport because he's the first person in my village to travel abroad and come down. Guess what? They took him from the airport. Listen to this: straight to the village. He didn't pass through his own house. We the children come, we didn't have access to our own father. Straight to the village. Big festival. They killed a live goat, poor blood. My father was standing in the middle of the blood with so many bees and leaves around my father. I couldn't recognize my father anymore. From Scotland, straight to the village. I was then about 12 years old. I still remember it like yesterday. Straight to the village. They an animal, whatever, and then the elders, elders came and put on their big cloth. Then they started pouring libations. That means that my father, who has gone to the white man's country, has been the the the, the, the gods took him there, and the gods have brought him back. Then after that, there was all kinds of drinking, and then on Sunday they went to Thanksgiving service. This kind of nonsense, God is not in it. Futu Futu 11. Ah, Futu me. God doesn't, God doesn't flow with Nibina and Futu me. He took him there. Eddie, when my father came back from the village, he was never the same again till he died. He lost his job. He was, he was on his way to become an IGP in my country. He was a top-notch police officer. 
became a drunkard, they lost his wife, married again from that Scotland. He never rose up again. Just say, You are going to be successful. You are going to be successful and make it. They finished him, sacrificed him. My father couldn't recognize his own wife, couldn't recognize his own children. Oh my god, he he was a different human being in the house. They blinded his eyes, doesn't love his children anymore. They married for him again, had another child with another woman. My father, when you go to him for school fees, he will take his purse. This is my purse, this is my money, I won't give you. To his own children. When you go, Daddy, we are due for school fees. Eh, school fees, I'm coming. Then you go and take his purse. This is my purse. This is my money. I won't give you. I became bitter. I became bitter. I wanted to remove my father's same name from my name. Yeah. One day, my uncle called me and said hello I said hello who is this he said it's your uncle I said which of the uncle my father has plenty of uncle which of the uncle is it he called his name I said what is it he said your father is lying in the gutter right in front of me in the gutter then I said uncle do you have a shovel he said yes is there sand around where my father has fallen he said yes I said, Uncle, stand there. When he dies, use your shovel and bury him right there. So my wife heard me say, Steve, why are you talking to like that? I said, he said, my father has fallen into a gutter. So, I said, yes, why don't you bury him there? Because he was wicked. My wife said, give me that phone. The wife took the phone. He said, Uncle, what is it? He said, I was telling your husband that the father has fallen into a gutter here. He said, I should bury it. <laughs> he said, Uncle, please, where? where? They showed the place where we finished. My wife said, Steve, get into the car right now. We drove, went to look for him, brought him to stay there, took him to hospital, whatever. He stayed with me about six years before he died. So I'm always grateful to my wife because I was bitter, angry. Because he will show you the money. This is my money. It is mine. I will give you. This is my wife. said, This is my money. I won't give you. And they will sack you from school. My father will be watching you at home. And he will be drinking with his money. So one day I was preaching. You know, anytime I'm preaching, my father's story comes in. Then I become wild. Then one day, presiding bishop says, Steve, you are very, very bitter. I say, hey, I'm very, very bitter about it. I don't want to see his face cry. He said, For all you know, the only. I think that changed me. He said, The only reason why your father came into this world is to deposit a seed in your mother's womb and that brought the two of you into the world that is all his mission the other the, the other things is just having pleasure in this world <laughs> he has accomplished his mission and look at the two of you what you have done to the world so don't be so bitter that statement just changed me yeah. Yeah. 
to Steve, you are too bitter. Say yes. From that day, my attitude towards my father changed. And when my father died, it was the presiding bishop who came and did the service and everything. That's why he's my best friend. You know what I mean? I don't joke with him at all. Yeah. You are coming out of generational failure and poverty. You will prosper in this city. You will prosper in your going out. You will prosper in your coming in. You will not follow after what they have followed. You will not eat the food. This year, don't eat any food from anywhere that has been offered to idols. Cut yourself from all these practices and I will receive you. Say amen. Yeah. Number what? Five. Be loose from hereditary sickness. A sickness that is passed on. Especially when that sickness has some terminal things in it. It terminated this one's life. Terminated that one's life. It, you know sometimes when you go to the doctor tell you that do you have such whatever in your family? So it's in the family tree. It's in the family bloodline. And so everybody is suffering from that sickness. You today, you are going to be disconnected from the sickness that killed your mother. From the cancer prone that is in the DNA. My wife's people, they all die of cancer. Cancer of the brain, cancer of the colon, cancer of the brain. And my wife used to get very scared. I say, honey, you are not going to die of because she knows it is running in the family. Anything running in the family tonight, I'm going to lay my hands on you. I'm going to anoint you. That hold, that yoke shall be broken tonight by the anointing. You will not die of what killed them. Your grandmother was on dialysis. Your mother is on dialysis. You are going to be on dialysis minus you. This one died of high blood pressure combined with diabetes. As I did that, this one also died of high blood pressure combined with diabetes. So you too, right now when you test your sugar, no, your sugar is skyrocketing. And you are afraid that you will die of the same sickness. You can check your blood pressure. Your blood pressure is always high. Take appropriate medication. Change your lifestyle and believe God to outlive those who died before you. We combine prayer and medicine together. Say amen. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Say amen. Number what? Six. Be loose from constant breakdown of relationships. Say amen. You're always fighting your wife. You're always fighting your children. Your home is not sweet. It's demonic. Say amen. amen. You don't take care of... You are very, very spiritual, but you don't take care of your family. Anybody who is very spiritual and doesn't take care of his family, you are a failure. Repetez encore. Anybody who is very spiritual. But you don't take care of your wife and your two girls. You are a failure. 
I don't care how spiritual you are. Your first church is your family. Your first church. Your first church is your microphone. When I look at the way your wife dresses, when I look at the way your children appear, I know who you are. When I see your wife, your wife is so stressed, hair on down, dressing basabi, umma, and you are wearing your suit. Now, you are a failure. I don't care how spiritual you are. You don't talk to your, you don't talk to your wife. You don't make love to your wife. Six months, umfa unsanka wabaneda. Why you say mumu ena wodan panoso? Nonsense. You don't touch your wife. You don't make love to your wife. You don't love your children. You have never carried your own children. You don't hug your children. You don't hold your wife's hands. The piano was sporty, pinty, the Gucci. I have a distance. I have a daughter. What kind of nonsense is that? Your spirituality don't mean nothing to God. Look at it. First Timothy. Look. First Timothy, chapter number five, verse eight. Look at it again. It's a scripture. Look at it again. He said, but if any provide not for his own, especially for those of his own household, he had denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. So you are worse than an unbeliever. Your spirituality don't mean nothing. It's a spirit. We are, we are on 21 day fasting. 21 days. Kaya, 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 21 days. You don't take care of the children. Your children are always sick. The woman is stressed. You don't give you when you are going to when you are going to work, then you leave ten cities to your wife to look after herself and the two children. And the rest of the money is in your pocket. You are generous all over. Uh, you need some money. Huh? Okay. You are you are you are Father Christmas. It's nonsense. And I don't care who you are. You are a failure. Even Bible calls you worse than an unbeliever. Your first hope, your first responsibility. Remember that you are the king, the priest, and the prophet of your house. A king takes care of his subjects. So it's a spirit. Your father didn't look after you. Your grandfather didn't look after your father. You too, you are not looking after your children. So the thing is in the bloodline. There are couples. Everybody has his or her money. You see, the husband actually the wife. Bombusi and Krawai. Bombusi and Krawai. Mammy 200 bin and found so baby, so I'm fine baby. But someone who are, it's your mechanical. Why should you be borrowing money from your own wife? Maybe there's something wrong in the house. Because the money is ours. Yours is yours is my mind is yours. People who have secret accounts, secret documents. I am building my house. I am building my house. Don't touch my TV. Get out of my bed. 
You are not well. You are not well. Where is my remote? Don't touch my car. Mumpet, mumpet, sorry, five cities. Five cities for your wife and two children. They are sick, they have headache, they have catar. You don't care. I don't care what you are leading here. Put the microphone down and go and sit down. Put the microphone down and go and sit down. Let the proper person come and lead the worship. Let the proper person, a Christian, to come and lead the present worship. Because you are an unbeliever standing there. You are worse. You are standing here carrying a wrong spirit. You are dispersing wrong spirits. So me, the first responsibility of a man is to take care of your family. Me, there's a rule in my in my team. If you molest your wife, beat your wife, maltreat your wife, you are out of my team. It's my this my team. It's the fair. They are about, they are my immediate team. But you don't follow me. If your wife gives me a call and that you have slapped her, you have kicked her, you are finished in my team. You are sacked. There's no counseling for you. Sucked. Because you were counseled before you married. There's no counseling. Should I counsel you how to treat your wife? By the grace of God, 34 years, I've never pushed my wife before. Like the piano. Look, it doesn't happen before. There's no cane in my house because I saw cane in my family. I saw my father with cane strangling my mother. Ah, blah, ah, blah, blah. My father will be drunk and will be strangling my mother on the bed. So I told my wife, my mother, if you stay in this house, this lunatic will kill you. Leave and go be with your sisters. Leave. One day my father was on top of my mother strangling. I carried my father. I carried him. I nearly threw him out of the window. To go and fall somewhere and die. It's like that band died. I braille. Every day kicking doors, always drunk. He drank himself, lost his job, lost everything. Jezebel came in and, and seduced my father and neglected his family. So if you are walking on that path, uh, repent quickly. Say, man. Look, 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 first, another one. First Timothy uh, 3 4. Look at it. It's there. It's a popular scripture. First of all, he said, one that ruled well his own house, having his children in subjection with all gravity. For if a man know not how to what? Rule his own house. How shall he take care of the church of God? So your first church is your house. And it is in the family. Your father had many wives. Your grandfather had many wives. You too. You have many girlfriends. You are walking in the same path. So you are 41 and you are not married. And you are proud of it. Well, uh, how, old, how old are you? I'm 41. Are you married? No, 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 not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. 
I used to have a, a boy be in my in, in my church. The guy is 41 years. I said, My son, won't you marry? No, 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 no. So separation. So separation. <laughs> Daddy, we don't have time to Daddy, we don't have time to marry. So separation. So anytime we see him, so separation. <laughs> 41, 42. It's not married. Anybody who is 41, 42, and you a simple act of marriage, you can't make a decision to marry. There's something wrong with you. There are beautiful girls in the church. You can't find anybody to marry. Then you have turned your bedroom into transit quarters for ladies. Shame on you. There are all kinds of colored girls are on your bed. White one, black one, tall ones, fat ones. Your drawer is full of condoms. Then you are 43, you are not married, and you are walking proudly. So separation. Korabaka, Korabaka, Korabaka. Nonsense. Find a woman and marry there, let me see you. I don't fear you. And if you are if you're offended by what I'm saying, look at the entrance there. You can you can you, you can you can go. There are many as you can get up and go. This year, find somebody and marry. There are many beautiful ladies in this church. And stop the fornication. Fornicators will go to hell. Every day you are fighting with your wife. Every day you are fighting with your husband. Every day the woman, you are always fighting with your husband. What do you want your husband to do? Your relationship, you are always fighting your husband. You always compare your husband to the Joneses. The Joneses are different from you. A woman is always, and I mean, what do you want to see? I want any, my woman, Mr. Madam Woman, shut your mouth wide. Obia Embre Eba. The Joseph's home have come. Our story is on the way. Godliness and contentment is great gain. For when you have food and raiment, there be content. Don't that strive to be rich. They err from the faith and pierce themselves about with many sorrows. So let God deal with all of us one at a time. It's a matter of time. You also have your portable car. It's a matter of time. You build your own house. Most of these, my guys who are following me, they were nothing when they were following me. Today, they are married. Some have children. Some have started. Some have cars. Some have building. Because I encourage everybody, build, build, build. You can't walk around me and you don't have a house. Finish the house. Marry, stay with the woman. There's nothing like divorce. Stay in it. Stay, except you are killing you. 
they are not killing you. And there's no more quarrel. Uh, quarrel is no more. It even enhances the romance of the, of the, of the, of the, stop that rough day. Some of can ask a good woman, I love another more. Say amen. If your relationship with your family is always breaking down, then the thing is demonic. Be loose from breakdown of relationship. Say amen. Be loose also from a generational curse. There is a curse that is generational. Say amen. Number one is what? Be loose from what? Lack of vision. Number two, be loose from what? Premature death. Psalm 118 verse 17. I shall not die, but I will live to declare the works of the Lord. Number three is what? Be loose from what? Almost breakthrough to what? Breaking through. Number four is what? Be loose from generational failure and poverty. And then be loose from what? Sickness. First Peter 2.24. Look at it. Who himself bear our own sickness on his body on the tree. That we being dead unto sin should live unto righteousness. By whose stripes we were healed. So be healed from that sickness that is reoccurring. Reoccurring. Nobody should pass on a particular sickness to you. They have sinus, you also have sinus. They have asthma, you also have asthma. They have this, you also have that. They have cancer, you also have cancer. People should not pass on sickness to you. Minus you. I'm born again, I'm a conqueror. All things have passed away, before everything has become new. I'm a new creation. I'm not following, I'm not inheriting the sickness that killed my mother. Don't go and stand behind your mother's grave and say, Oh, Mama. Ah, I did me prepare pa. Prepare for what? Hallelujah. And number what? Six. Eh, seven or six. Six. Break down relationships. It's a case. You are right now you were alone. All your four relationships didn't work. Oh, you don't talk to your sister, you don't talk to your brother, you don't talk to your auntie, you don't talk to your wife, you don't talk to your four wives. And you were alone. It's a spirit. You were alone. You cook your own food. You cook your own body. You, you do garlic plan. <laughs> we ground also. You prepare your own ground also. And you are very, very proud. I used to have a friend. This guy, he can't hold any relationship. He can't hold any relationship. And he'll be doing his own cooking. He'll be doing his own every day. When I go to the other kind. Eh? That they are not proper people. And he alone. And guess what? He died alone. He was dead in his room. He died alone. He don't have nobody. Now, now, he has six children. None of, none of the children were with him. He has four wives. None of the wives. The, the wives don't want to know. Because he's a difficult person. Nobody can. Nobody. No relative. Nobody can stay with you. Because Osani and you are proud of it. This is my house. This is my house. 
every day. He has sacked everybody. Even the dog that used to be there. He has sacked the dog. And he's alone. Cooking his banku. Bar floor. He alone goes to market. He goes to market. And come, alone. And comes to cook. And he used to come. He wasn't coming to church. So I went and looked for him. I said, why? He said, oh. Yeah, he said, Lo. And guess what? He died alone. And when he died, nobody cried. They all came around. Nobody cried. When we went to when we went to the funeral, nobody cried in the funeral. They read a warm tribute about him. They have to put words together to read about him. Like a Sunday, what? If you are somebody who has a very difficult nature, don't be proud of it. Because Sunday, why? It is not something that you should be proud of. It's the spirit. So when you go to his house, everything is shaking. When you go and touch, when you go and touch his fridge, then you can Now what I Now what I You see, some people think that it's a joy. It's a spirit. You can live with people. You don't have a friend. Come in far. Oh, and you are a young man, you are just 31, you are alone. You've had six girlfriends, no, none of them is. You, you want to marry any of them? I'm so sad. I'm, 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 I'm so <laughs> Be loose from it. Exodus. Exodus. Chapter 20. I'm closing. Are you okay? Exodus 20, verse 1, verse 4. He says, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness or anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord, thy God, am a jealous God. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. And showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandment. So you see, the fathers have eaten sour grapes and the teeth of the children are on edge. Sins of the fathers have brought a generational case. Say amen. Yeah. Disobedience. Has brought a curse to us, but I thank God for Jesus. Look at Galatians 3:10. I thank God for Jesus. I thank God for Jesus. Look at it. For as many are, are of the works of the law are under the curse, it's written, curse is everyone that continue not in all the things which are written in the book of the law and do them. But that no man is justified before them in the sight of God, it is evident. The just shall live by, by faith. And the law is not of faith, 
but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Christ has what? Redeemed us from the curse of the law. Be made what? A curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone that hanged on the tree. So when Jesus hung on the tree, he took away all your generational curses. So as you are sitting here now, you are not under a curse. Look, look, at, it, look at the next verse. Uh, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So if you curse me now, it's too late. I'm already blessed. Uh, he whom has, God has blessed, no one can curse. So the, the law that was written for which we disobeyed him in Deuteronomy 28, 15 to 19. Look at it. Look at it. Deuteronomy 28, he said, But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do them and all his commandments, and his statutes, which I commanded this day, that all these curses shall come, up, shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Look at the next verse. Curse shall thou be in the city. Curse shall thou be in the field. Curse shall be thy basket and thy store. Care shall be the fruit of thy and the fruit of thy land and the increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. Care shall be that when thou goest, thou comest in, and care shall be when thou goest. That means that care everywhere. Jesus Christ took all that. That is why tonight is a deliverance for you. Tell somebody tonight, I am coming out of dark cases. I'm coming out of those cases. I am blessed with faithful Abraham. I am reconnected to the Abrahamic blessings. God bless you. Your hands are lifted. I surrender to you. Come on now. Everything I give to you. Hold nothing. Withhold nothing. Come on now. Withholding nothing, withholding nothing, withholding nothing, withholding nothing. I surrender, I surrender all to you. Everything, Lord, everything I give. Come on now. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Come on now. Withholding I give myself. I give myself away. Oh, I give myself away. Away. Oh, 
life is not my my life is not my own to you I belong I give myself give myself my life is not my own are lifted Jesus said to the disciples lose him and let him go tonight is your turn you are alive but you are bound with grave clothes and a napkin has covered your face say father say father tonight it's my night to be loosened from anything that has bound me. As I pray, Lord, as I pray and clap my hands, as I pray, kneeling down at the altar, as I pray, lifting my hands, as I pray, kneeling by my seats, as I pray, Father, any grave clothes that has held me in bondage, let me go. Let me go. Let me go. Shall I begin to pray right now?
Bible says, In that day, thy burden shall be taken off thy shoulders, and the yoke that is upon thy neck shall be destroyed because of that anointing. And today is that prophetic day that the Isaiah the prophet saw in Isaiah 10 27. Say amen. So if you are here and you are under any of those yokes that we have described, and you are saying, Pastor, these seven things I can find myself in about three, or two, or one, or all, you can come forward. And I'll lay my hands on you. Jesus. And that you he said, he said, in that day, thy burden, the thing is a burden. It's a burden. It shall be taken off thy shoulder. Please don't stand behind anybody. Jesus. And the yoke. The yoke. The yoke. The yoke. Yes, Lord. The yoke. Yes, Lord. Shall be destroyed. Jesus. Because of the anointing. Because of the anointing. Don't stand behind anybody. Yes, Lord. Don't stand here anymore. Yes, Lord. Your hands are lifted. Look at the seven things. Because Father, as they lay hands on me, yes. I command this this spirit. Yes. I command this yes. to be broken in my life. Broken. We are a lot, so I'm going to do it very, very, very fast. So be very spiritual. Very, very, very spiritual. Because we are time is far spent, and there are people uh, are waiting. Go raka. I want ushers over the place. Very, very, very fast. And please don't go home when you are prayed for. Don't go when you are prayed for. Go rasakada. Receive. Don't stand behind anybody. As I lay my hands on you, Jesus. That yoke. Come on.
Cristo Your hands are lifted. I hear a figure 79. 79. Some 79 people have been loosened from something very unusual. Everyone that hands have been laid upon, you are free from every yoke and bondage. Everyone who has received the touch of God, yes, Lord. you are free yes, from Lord. today. Yes, Lord. Everyone that has been touched, yes, you are free Jesus. from yokes. You are free yes, from bondage. You are free, you are free from anything generational, anything that is affecting your family hey your hands are lifted by the count of seven by the count of by the count of seven jesus hey hey power by the count of seven yes hey Anybody that grave clothes have bound you tonight will lose you from grave clothes. Break Jesus. Lose your hope. Yes, Lord. You are free. Jesus name. From homosexuality. Yes, Lord. From lesbianism. The power of God. From the appointment of death. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. have been blessed by this powerful teaching from the Macarius Church headquarters East Lake on Hills Accra stay blessed I am waiting